From the Terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. Welcome to another week of uh, From the Terrace. It's not, not a great week. It's a long way to go to get beaten by uh, the bottom uh, the bottom club in the league who had got two points prior to that one and had scored a grand total of two goals before ours. We were down within three minutes. Uh, we'll be talking about that one. And, of course, looking forward to Portsmouth on Tuesday, which should be even better. Cambridge City uh, managed a uh, 3-0 loss uh, playing uh, newcomers uh, Walsall Wood at home. And Histon, uh, with Chris Nunn getting his feet under the table finally, uh, got a 2-2 draw against top of the table March. Interestingly, they were 2-0 up. Uh, they pegged it back to 2-all and they uh, even uh, missed a penalty at the end there. So probably two points lost. We'll talk to Chris as well. In the women's football, both of the uh, both teams involved in FA Cup action today. Uh, two o'clock kickoffs, both at home. I think I'll have to check the uh, City one. I'm sure they are. It's Sudbury for United, and it's um, uh, Peterborough United for uh, Cambridge City. They come off the back of a nil-all draw in the derby. We will talk to both managers about that one. And congratulations to Cambridge City for making 100% of their target for the Crown funding. A big late donation from Intelligent Membranes uh, means I think they've picked up 43,000, including 25, no, 10,000, I think, from uh, or more than that, from uh, Sports England. So they've made their target, so that means the changing rooms can now move ahead. You can get in touch with us all the usual ways. You can text us 07919 or you can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk. We'll start, as we usually do, with Cambridge United. Blimey, it's not it's not been a great week. It's always difficult to talk when uh, uh, you get to... It's not so much the results. You can have a good performance and a disappointing result, but when you get a disappointing performance and, and get an even worse result, then it's, it's always very difficult. It's early in the season. There's certainly no reason to panic, but people do. People start talking. Uh, we get all sorts of uh, things being asked. So uh, we'll, we'll go through that as, as kind of as dispassionately as we can. But when you lose to a side that's second bottom in League Two, even if it's in the EFL Trophy, uh, and then you lose to a side that's bottom of League One, as I said, having uh, only scored two points and only scored, uh, sorry, only got two points and only scored two goals prior to playing us, then you can certainly say it's not a great week. Um, and uh, we'll listen to what Mark had to say uh, about both of those. Um, but it's difficult to find a positive um, in either of those games. In fact, let's start with the Colchester EFL Trophy game. I'm not going to play all the all the post-match because it's obviously been uh, done to death uh, on the radio this week. But this is what Mark had to say uh, about uh, the way in which he thought that game went uh, and what we got from it. Mark, today felt like an important after. 
Well, it would have been if I played the right one. That's always awkward. Uh, let me try that one again, but this time I'm talking about the Colchester game. They started in a different way than what we probably thought. They played a bit of a different shape. Took us a bit of time to adjust to, but it started okay. And then in the first half, we had loads of corners in quick succession early on. We had a lot of attacking moments that we didn't use enough of. And then simple things like defending the first ball forward against a powerful front two we, uh, we didn't win enough duels really at, at, in the back of the pitch and get enough pressure on in certain situations and then we've got the game 1-0 there's not loads happening we weren't under a huge threat other than being without the ball for a period we needed to get in at half time to try and change the shape a little bit which we managed to do but we then we concede a pathetic goal to go 2-0 down and then the game's difficult from there so I thought second half we matched numbers for numbers in different parts of the pitch and brought a bit more control but didn't have enough quality in too many moments with our our attacking play to turn a lot of shots on goal, 21 or something, into proper good chances, and and therefore didn't really deserve to didn't really deserve to win the game. So um, a night where we get some really good minutes into some that are going to really help us over the next month, and where some need to do a lot more to get close to the team. And for me, that it's that last statement that Mark made. I think that that's the that's the uh, distressing thing about it is that. Uh, you may not like the EFL trophy, and many, many people don't. I think there were only a 1,000 uh, at the game, including about 250 uh, Colchester fans. But at the end of the day, it's a good competition from the point of view, first of all, of money. I think although the prize money's gone down uh, quite significantly, actually, I think it used to be 10,000 per win. Now I think it's down to eight, I think, for a win. Um, so... It's 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 a it's a money spinner if you can make it, um, especially if you can get into later rounds. But more importantly, it's a really good opportunity for you to change the team around a bit, give minutes to players who haven't had minutes, and to try people who are kind of on the fringe of coming into the squad. And I think that that's that for me, Salim, is the real is the real disappointment is that Mark acknowledged that really what's happened is that those people who 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 look to make a stake for a, a squad spot and then possibly even a first-team start. He said they just didn't impress, apart from O'Connell was the only person he said that actually impressed out of those out of those players, the, the youngsters that came in. And that's kind of disappointing that, you know, they're given a chance and that they, they kind of haven't stepped up. You know, maybe it's too early for them, but uh, you'd hope that they'd be uh, looking to really knock on the door. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it was really too early for for any of them, really. I think um, they're all, most of them anyway, senior players. Um, won't talk too much about the performance, but in terms of the, <laughs> the purpose of, of the game and, you know, what we what we set out to do, um, they just, those lads that are, you know, not in the team at the moment just need to work as hard as possible to get in the team. And when you then get those opportunities to show what you can bring to the team, you have to then deliver and like Bond's alluded to, I think some of them um, missed out on the opportunity. Yeah, and and, and as I say, that for, that for me is, if you know, you take the result with a pinch of salt, yes, okay, they were struggling down at the bottom of League Two and still are. Um, so on paper, it should have been a relatively straightforward game, but you put a lot of players in, you change a lot of players as you're allowed to do and, and as most managers do. 
then you end up with uh, a kind of makeshift side that you know is obviously not going to be able to play as well together as a side that's uh, there every week. But that's the purpose of it, and for the senior players particularly, those who haven't got time, you know, time in their legs yet and got match sharp, um, that's where they should be uh, really making something of the opportunity. The junior players, um, obviously, f- down at the edge, and there's you know we've seen we've seen the uh, we've seen the Connell. At the Leighton game, the Leighton Orient game, I think he was the only bright spark when he came on at the end of the uh, Leighton game on a miserable rainy afternoon, uh, where we st- where, where we had our first really poor performance of the season, um, and it was good to see him, uh, and it's uh, and that is good is to to genuinely see a player who who you now think should be getting some more first team time, um, but the rest of them you've kind of got to be a bit disappointed, you know, for them as much as anything, uh, but. Uh, not really showing anything, not giving the crowd anything to kind of whet the appetite for what might be coming. And I think, you know, there's, there's few enough people go to these games that you don't, you don't really want to make them bored of watching it. So it, yeah. it's very difficult. But, I, I, I mean, you, you know, the, the, they they argued that, Ch- Ch- you know, uh, Colchester would take it more seriously because they've obviously got bigger worries than we have been right down in the relegation zone into non-league um, but apparently they made a number of changes as well so we can't even say they fielded a really strong side they they ended up I think with a fairly strong side on the pitch yeah. uh, as we like, did but like I mentioned on the show last week them struggling and whatnot. Um those lads that were on the pitch um, that perhaps aren't in the starting 11 are all really frustrated and see that they've got just as much a chance as you know those that are starting every week to to come in and do something because the club is in the position it's in. So um, whether they started their usual starting eleven or their second team, I think it was just as important for anyone to really sit up and you know pull their socks up and put a performance in. So if you take you back to, I mean, you're in what the second year of your professional, a first professional contract with the club. I mean, you obviously look. Uh, at the way things are playing out, um, whether we're playing well or whether we're not playing well, do you always have that thought that uh, I, I'm re- I am good enough for this? I am good enough for this, or do you look at it and go, oh, I still got still got a bit of a way to go? How do you approach that as a, as a youngster trying to break into the side? I think you have to back yourself. I think you have to think that you are good enough to make a stake. I mean, not currently now you know, <laughs> being injured, but um, yeah, I think you have to back yourself and believe in your abilities and just keep working hard every day to um, get closer and closer, and hopefully your time will come. And we talked we talked off air last week about how the injuries go, and you're off to St George's uh, yeah. on well, you're going this afternoon, going this afternoon yeah. um, hopefully to uh, you know to get some more uh, recuperation in there. How, how, how generally how how is it going? Yeah, it's going well. I mean, it's just been really tough um, having to be patient with the process because it's quite a long it's quite a long injury and things move quite slowly. But it's been progressing well, and I can't really complain. Oh, well, good 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 luck there. And, uh, <laughs> uh, won't be around next week because uh, we'll be coming back from that game um the EFL trophy I mean it is it is what it is uh, it's lost its sponsor some of the prize money's gone down I think I, I get the impression that the, the league are going to have to do something about this competition next year because people 
people were losing interest anyway i think with the prize money dwindling it's not it's it's kind of needs to be revamped in some way either they've got to find a new sponsor or or they've got to do something about the format the, the thing obviously that everyone objected to is the the inclusion of uh, you know the under 23 squads from bigger clubs and it's like you know this was a, this was a competition designed for the lower league so to stick second well reserve teams in from premier league squads is not something that uh, people are particularly happy about but it is what it is and i think we, we we talked about this earlier on in the season on the on the first game you know we've had players at cambridge have had a lot of success uh, not with cambridge unfortunately but they've had a lot of success in that cup and people have been all the way i think in it but it is still a football competition, and whatever whatever we say about it, footballers are you know they're going to go out there and be competitive. Um, they're going to want to play as well as they can, which again makes it disappointing that you know we find ourselves out at this stage that you know we're not going to get through now, even if we win our final game. Um, so that's the end of the competition for us, and I guess now we look forward to uh, mighty Bracknell coming to uh, Cambridge <laughs> for the FA Cup. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting. I've seen. I've seen. Um, you think again on paper that's going to be a, a real easy game for us. And, and to be absolutely fair, it should be a real easy game for a league club to beat a non-league side. Mm. But uh, I remember going all the way to Guiseley in Yorkshire yeah. and watching yeah, United you know, be, well. being beaten soundly by uh, Guiseley. And then, of course, we had. Um, Last season, uh, yeah. Who's who was? It? I can't remember. Curzon, Curzon Athletic, Curzon Aston. Yeah. So yeah. you know, these things are banana skins for everybody. But uh, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, we manage to get through without without scaring everyone. I think being at home obviously is is going to be an advantage mm. uh, to us. But uh, we look. But those for... games are actually more difficult, I think, because you've got the expectation on you, and then. You know, you think about when Man U came to Cambridge. Okay, and got I, a draw. I, I kind of, I kind of, I suppose it is the same. I mean, I, I guess I know the weight of expectation is that you should walk it. Yeah. But the reality is also that every player in the Cambridge side is better than every player in the Bracknell side. There isn't, there isn't going to be someone in the Bracknell side that could get into the Cambridge side. Let's be honest about it. Otherwise, they wouldn't be playing at Bracknell. They'd be playing, they would be playing at least at the top end of the. But you see those moves happen all the time. You know, from it's only step three, I think. Step three or step two. Yeah. Which is where a lot of um, our young players are going anyway. So the level, the level is a respectable level. Yeah, I suppose so. It just it just seems it just seems like one of those things that you think, you know, yeah. man, managers make excuses when they lose to teams like that, going, yeah. Oh, you know, but the standard isn't as bad as you think it is. Yeah, and you yeah. think, well, you know, I watch a fair bit of non league football. Yeah. Uh, admittedly it's at step four. But unless there's a massive step down between three and four, then you know none, yeah. none of the t- none of the players you watch day in day out there could make it into the Cambridge squad. Mm. Um, and and really, we should be we should be wiping the floor. Yeah, but I mean, and, and we might say, do. Who knows? It might yeah, be one of those games <laughs> where it's a you could six, say the seven, same <laughs> about the Newcastle game as well. well yeah. you, you could say the same thing about Cheltenham and uh, Colchester as well. I mean, Definitely. yeah, the, uh, that's it. I suppose the Newcastle yeah. game is the perfect yeah. is the perfect response to that. That nobody expected us to do yeah. anything. But those underdog sides often, like within every player, have an extra 25-30 percent. You know that they want to put into the game because it's it's their cup final. They know that they 
are unlikely to progress any further than that and that's their um, their showcase opportunity. So, so we, you that, get a lot of star performances. <laughs> so this was really interesting. You can join the conversation if you want here. But uh, one of the things that... We, we had this exact argument about uh, the uh, United-Newcastle game. It's yeah. like, oh, you know, United approach it differently because for them it's the cup final. All we need to do is get a goal and, uh, and hang on. And, and we didn't. We, we, got, we got a goal and we played better than Newcastle did. And I get that it's not the same, it's not regarded in the same way for the Newcastle players, but they're professional players being paid millions. You know, they should have that, especially when they get a bit of a shock in the first few minutes, which they did. You know, they've got to be better than that, haven't they, as as professional footballers in the Premier League? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Hi. So, yeah, um, games like that, though, when, like he said, the lesser teams, the lesser players, they will that is a showcase event for them and they will give extra um it's a chance for them to impress it's a chance for them to show what they can do but in terms of the newcastle players as well um it can be a shock to the system and it can have the adverse effects where they can down tools a bit mm-hmm. thinking it's an easier game yeah. um and then they go in there with that mentality and they get a shock um and then it's up to the underdogs to take advantage of that yeah. so which, which we did yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's really easy to get into that as well. Like, it's not no player goes into the game thinking, "Oh, yeah, don't really want to try today." But just the way that it is often, like, if you speak to managers, when they have to set up a side like their own team against a, a lesser side, they often have to instigate the energy, instigate you know the tempo, and tell the lads, "Come and don't don't take this for granted," because it's it's just subconsciously that's what happens really mm-hmm. so the follow on question is then obviously why don't we play every game like it's the cup final but then <laughs> oh, I guess I guess that's the intensity <laughs> that you just can't keep up for, yeah, for you know yeah, for long yeah. periods of time yeah. but uh, anyway we'll we'll move on from the <laughs> move on from the EFL trophy poor performance as it was poor result but it isn't that important in the overall scheme of things and uh, we move instead to uh, the league game Cheltenham Town um, if you take out yesterday's win they've got two points from <clears throat> nine uh, league games as I say two goals they've scored uh, in that run Um, really really poor but then you look at what we did and if you look at the uh, same nine games beforehand uh, we okay had nine points from those nine games so we're not massively better but um, it, it is what it is and I think the one thing that kind of people noticed before well certainly after the game was that you know we all remember what happened last season we had uh, we had a little blue period right at the start of the season and then it started to go bad and then it got worse worse and just progressed as uh, not not being able to even draw a game let alone win one we're actually a point behind where we were after the 13th game and four points and no, five sorry five positions lower i think we were 13th 12 or 13th now and we're down at 18th last season um, so, sorry, no, other way around. We, we're at 18th now. I know we were down at uh, 13th, I think, uh, the previous season. So we're actually in a marginally worse position and we're heading in that same downward direction. Mm. And fans are starting to... And I think it's, it's perfectly reasonable for them to look at it and go, oh, are we going to end up this season doing what we did last season? Now, I think part of it is down to expectations. I think there's always unrealistic expectations. I think we are a mid-table side. I think, you know, Mark knows that's where we are. Uh, and I'd settle for mid-table. I don't want to go through that same fight that we had. 
um, at the end of last season because you might, you know, we could have easily been a goal away from being relegated. Mm. But, I mean, panic panic is not where we want to be because it is still early in the season. But you can understand fans' disappointment at the, uh, at the fact that we seem to have not moved forward. 100%, but at the end of the day, it's about not moving backwards either, right? at the end of the day so obviously I've just been looking at the fixtures and yes Cambridge haven't won in the last nine games um, there has been some draws to Port Vale yeah. um, Derby County, Shrewsbury etc but at the end of the day it's it's about momentum sometimes it takes that one win, builds up confidence and then you get two on the trot, three on the trot and then you never know Um so yeah, I think I think it's just maybe self confidence at the moment from the players, and once they get that win, you never know. Um, but from the fans' point of view, I I know a few Cambridge United fans, diehard fans, season ticket fans, no matter what, and some of them are just enjoying the ride. They're just enjoying being there. Um, and yes, it's nice to win every game, and it's nice to keep progressing, but sometimes it's nice just to enjoy your team as well and enjoy them being competitive and yeah. being there so and, yeah and, and it is really interesting because I, I i read and you can't help but take notice of it uh social media it's never it's never a good idea because it's such a small minority of people that actually talk about it uh and it, they're very vocal last year they were very vocal in the bonner out campaign and were um a, a, Amazed is probably the wrong word. They were surprised that uh, the, re- the 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 reward for keeping us up was a, a long term contract. There was a lot of disquiet about that. Then we had the good start, and that that disquiet goes away. But of course now it, it's coming back again. Uh, I don't think in anything like the same thing. But people are saying, you know, well we we gave we gave. We gave the team a chance for a long time. We ended up where we were, where we, you know, it was literally nobody expected to be uh, staying up last season. Even even the uh, most diehard of fans, we enjoyed it. Well, I'm not saying enjoyed it. It's not the right word because it was like it was it was the most uh, nail biting end to the season I think I've ever seen, ever been as a fan. Um, but yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I, I I wasn't I wasn't ever a Bonner out person. I think I said it once uh, after a particularly poor game, just literally the week before the uh, recovery started, and then you look stupid because yeah, I'm the last one to join the Bonner out, and then mm. immediately we start winning games. But you know that that's obviously going to come up. I would think a lot earlier and, and probably a lot more vocal potentially this season. Um, it, it was a little unfortunate that Bonner referred to one of the re- one of the reasons for why we were surprised by them was they'd come off a long rest, and they'd had uh, a change of manager. And I'm thinking, oh, no, no, not the best thing to say just just after we've been beaten. But I, I, you know, fans are allowed their own opinions, and they'll they'll voice them. Um, you know, the team got booed off the pitch yesterday, which I hate. I don't I don't ever see that it achieves anything when you destroy somebody's confidence even further by booing them off the pitch um uh, so i mean I don't, I don't know whether you've been I don't know whether you've been booed off the pitch or been on a team that's been booed off the pitch no, I'm too good to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, it's uh, tough i mean even when we were i think um at neats and you know we're losing games and losing leads and drawing games we should have won it's, it's always tough so, so like, the booing doesn't help but Unfortunately, that's just part and parcel of the industry. You get criticised a lot, and you've got to be able to deal with that. And, and with and, and as fans, we're often very unfair in our criticism because it was one of those things that uh, 
that that huge slump and the poor set of results for you know half the season almost last year was all down to Bonner. But it was the team that turned it round for those last eight games to get yeah. us promoted. And you think, hang on, hang on. If he's responsible for one, he's responsible for Ooh, the other. Yeah. You've, got, you've got to give credit where credit's due. And I think, you know, if you, if you look at those last games in isolation, you'd see a side that were, they'd set their mind on, we're not going down. We're mm. going to stay up and this is what it's going to take to do. And every game was a revelation, a very frustrating revelation given the previous 20 games. But that that's the way it goes. As you say, these things happen. We, we put together a run of poor results that is almost self-fulfilling because confidence disappears, the momentum stops, yeah. and it becomes very hard to start again. Um, I, d- I spent a l- far longer than I wanted to talk about uh, <laughs> the, 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 the problems. I think the difficulty is, if confidence is the issue, um, how do you approach Portsmouth? I mean, flying high at the top of the league, mm. um, it's not an easy game to think. Okay, you know, well, let's uh, let's we'll get we'll get our confidence back at that. It it could be, um, you know, a really good way to do it if we can yeah. get a positive result. It's great, but if you look at a side that over the last ten games has got twenty four points from those last ten games, haven't lost all in season. that period. So you haven't lost all season, that yeah. manner. So but, it, it's. Yeah. We need to approach it as one of those cup final games. Surely that's the you know that's that's the yeah. way we should look at it and go, you know. But you just imagine, like for example, if they manage to get a result on on the Tuesday night, what that's going to do for everyone's confidence going yeah. forward. So you go from one extreme where you've lost to bottom of the league to beating top of the league or drawing, and then everyone's suddenly on the um, ascendancy again. So that's just the nature of football. I think I don't think the position is particularly terrible. Don't think it's particularly great. Um, comparing it to last season is tough because this season the league is um, closer, so much more competitive. Um, so I think you just got to look at each game in isolation. The the draw at Derby was a great draw, but yeah. we quickly forget that yeah. because one nil at Cheltenham is suddenly <laughs> and Reading as well exactly so. suddenly alarm bells. So yeah, I think everything just needs to be looked at in isolation, and <clears throat> over time it will it will form a collective picture. And again, that's a, that's another fan failing. I think for those who for those who want to shout about poor performances, they are quick yeah. to forget. Yeah. You know, that, it's not healthy uh, for them either. Yeah, Tim. yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. And that, but but I get it. Other. You know, they're paying they're paying money, especially you know travel travel down to to, to Cheltenham. It's a yeah. long way down there. There's a lot of expenses that go into that. There's a lot of uh, expenses in ticket money, uh, and it, it it is disappointing. So I, I completely get that they've got their own opinions and they can they can voice them. And I'm not I'm not going to ever stop people doing that yeah. uh, I, I just don't like but I think booing somebody off the pitch is mm. never a good idea because it's just it, 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 if confidence is that big thing which we know it is then you know mm. <laughs> it's just not going to do anybody any good the big issue of course is we look at Portsmouth um, now and we, we've got to get a good result that will help with confidence conversely if we don't we then face Carlisle mm. Um, uh, in the following game on the Saturday, yeah, just um, faced them. yeah, and that's and that's just one of those things that you know y- you go there and you look at a team that are just out of the relegation zone, but they they've had one win. Uh, admittedly, it was against Bolton, so again, quite a good win. They drew against Peterborough, but otherwise, it's four losses. Mm. So you know that again makes this a, a really difficult. You know, it's it's the proverbial early in the season. It's a proverbial six pointer. We're only four points ahead of them. But if we beat Portsmouth, there'll be one mindset. If we lose to Portsmouth, there'll be a, an, another mindset entirely. So 
it, it's kind of difficult to see. We need to we need at least a good performance out of Portsmouth, even if we don't necessarily get the result. Yeah. Just quickly on that, because I just picked up on what you just said. At this stage of the season, can you have a six pointer? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think if if you only if you only have if you only have a handful of wins mm. all season, I think, you know, you, you do look at it that if we drop points against Carlisle, it becomes relatively way more important than dropping points against Portsmouth because, you know, you, those, are, those are games you you, know, you don't expect to lose, but they're, they're games that you know you're likely to lose mm. given the way they're flying. But it's things like, especially because if you look at who's at the bottom of the table as well, where you've got Reading and uh, Wigan, who up. are still there, they're going to come up. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're there because, well, Reading may get into more trouble because they may get more points deductions depending on how things move there. But it, it, it's, you know, you've got two of those spots are really, we know, going to be vacated, which leaves Carlisle and Northampton in there, and then we're literally one above the drop zone. Mm. So it's kind of, yes, it's early season, yeah. but you've got to be beating the teams around you because no, definitely. The, you know, that's the difficulty. It's, it is interesting, though. But, uh, but yeah, no, just, on, <laughs> just echoing what you said, I think the mentality is, one, look at what Cambridge United can do, not what the other opponents yeah. can do. And Mark's always saying that, we can't, <laughs> we can't influence what other teams do, we ex- can only go ex- out and play. Exactly, and you just have to treat them like any other game or a cup final and just go for it, really, um, and build momentum. Because, like you said, a good result against Portsmouth carries on into Carlisle, and then Wickham away, and then you've got Bracknell. So it's just about momentum and confidence. Um and yeah, picking that up really. And going back to Bracknell because it's it's another one. We we want to do well because we want we want the the Chelsea's, the Arsenal's, the Uniteds to come to the Abbey or for us to go there. That's mm-hmm. the dream of every you know lower league. I mean, we're not lower league, but we are relative to the to the Prem. So you want those massive games mm. because a we've had success and we've we've proven we can do it. But also for fans, it's just an you know especially if either we get lots of money with the TV rights and everything else for the home game, or we get to travel to you know to the Emirates, to the Etihad, to, <laughs> to the big statement uh, the big stadiums around the country and play teams. That you know, I mean, Newcastle were in real problems when we went last last year. But St yeah. James's Park is mm. just the Incredible. best, one of the best places to go and watch football. And you suddenly realise we're on the pitch with Newcastle. Um, it, it, it's great. So yeah, we we, we want we, we don't, certainly don't want a Kers and Ashton or a, or a Geisley uh, result. <laughs> we, we want something that at least get us into the second round um, and hopefully pick up a, a relatively easy tie there to get us into the third round. But uh, there we go. I was going to play the post-match uh, discussion after that, but it's eight minutes long, which will take us uh, way into... Actually, I'll tell you what, I wonder if I can... Let me just see if Robbie's responded. I did text Robbie because I've not managed to talk to him. Um, and I said, can we go live around 1.30? And he hasn't responded, so... Um, what have I got? Five, two, yeah, I'm going to pay the post-match, actually, because there are, there are if you've not heard it, there are some interesting bits in there. This is what Mark had to say following the game. Mark, today felt like an important afternoon. It's ended in defeat. What are the, 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 the key elements in terms of your disappointment this afternoon? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a key afternoon because you look at a batch of games where you want to take good point return from. And I think in the last uh, probably three league games, we've taken one point from a batch of teams that you hope you can get more points from than than that. Um, I think today 
was always going to be tricky because of the situation that they've had the draw against Derby, change of manager, 11 days to get ready for the game. They were going to start very well. We knew, I think we knew what was coming in terms of shape, system and, and type of, of play. Um, the very first couple of actions of the game we were okay in and then um, we don't defend well enough against Ferry as he drives inside and then they have a bit too much space around the edge of the box to find a pass and that's a brilliant finish from Circum in the end. He's, he's top player so um, he's, he's punished us in the early part and um, whilst the first goals are always important and you need to get on top of the game early on if you can do and all those bits um, there's plenty of time left in that game to, to do enough to, to, to get something from it so I, like, I could ramble but the first half we wanted to be a bit more direct play with two strikers get the ball forward and, and try to create a bit more pressure than we managed to uh, they got the upper hand in that sense and when we got to the top pitch or, or it came back to us we were a bit too erratic to then not bring control in, in good enough moments and sustain some pressure and take the ball a little bit better it's tough to create your overloads wide on a very very narrow pitch so we found that difficult in the first half we found it easier in the second half we, we had a few more passes in our moves and a little bit more control over the game we had a, a small spell of pressure where we had a couple of set plays in the second half and a, a bit of time where we needed to take something in that period but we didn't um, and then at that moment the game obviously becomes difficult we changed everything lots of times to try and give ourselves some sort of a opportunity to score in but we didn't find the quality in the second half to um, to get the goal that we needed to, to try and get back in the game and make them edgy and nervous towards the end which is what you want to try and do obviously but we weren't able to do it and it becomes a um, a disappointing defeat but performance levels have got to be closer to where we were at the start of the season than the last three games otherwise we don't get the points that we need and we want I guess it's frustrating that obviously you fall behind very early in the game but there, there were opportunities for Cheltenham to actually extend their lead there looked to be is it fair to say a little bit of a lack of concentration and communication at times in the back line? I think communication definitely. We spoke about that at half-time when the ball's in flight in the air quite a bit, being able to make sure that you are um, aware of your surroundings, know when you can bring some control. Um, really, the chances came from... You know, the best chance is the one right before half-time, 40 minutes, and we give them the ball back off of a... Uh, we, 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 I think Jack fumbles a little bit on the, the... And then Ryan plays their lad in, and they should score. That's just poor defending from us in that, in that situation. And the other, which really really came off second phase of set plays clearing the box getting out of the box but not actually marking somebody when we were coming out so that's where their, their situations came from situations we're usually better than defending in in that sense they started the second half with one quite early straight away um, and we probably gifted them their best chance of the second half where we got caught playing too slow for too long at the back so other than that um, it was it was some direct play that we had to defend runners from midfield good players that do it um, but it was it was enough moments that we defended that but that we, we gave them a few moments from those those situations the disappointment for me is our use of the ball at times wasn't good enough to open them up or create really good chances I think our best chances today came on set plays which is quite often the case when you play against a back five here in a narrow surf or narrow pitch and also when they've got the lead that's that makes it even harder so the first goal was going to be key um, but at times our uh, movement angles to receive, getting in a position to take the ball and drive at people. We didn't we didn't do that enough, um, despite having probably a lot more of the ball in the second half than we did in the first. Yeah, and there was a switch to the four four two. Obviously, George Thomas out on the left hand side. And you said earlier in the week you wanted to try something a little bit different. What, what's your view looking back now on how that's worked today? Well, we didn't get control of the ball enough to, for it to be a threat where where George could cause a problem. Um, you think back to like promotion year and we played with two strikers quite often and Wes off that left-hand side and able to play through the lines and get your left back out into crossing positions but we didn't do that well enough in order to get some control in those situations um, 
Sakes isn't at his level yet where he's been before he got injured. JK's been okay, but it needs to give us a bit more in terms of getting a starting point. SK was a bit ill when he came back, wasn't in Thursday, so only joined in training yesterday. Um, so there weren't like anybody really screaming that that was their shirt. Um, so that was uh, something to look at. We wanted to get Adam in the team to help us try and find more forward passes uh, and give us legs in midfield to catch up with their eights, which they make good forward runs. Um, and we've lacked a bit of penetration in our forward passing midfield in recent weeks, and we hope that he would give us that. And then, obviously, we haven't played with Faye and Gas in the same team this year. Um, and actually, both of them give you something different. Um, in some of the games, when we haven't played Gas, we've definitely lacked a, a, a direct target and somebody to occupy people. Um, yet with Faye, you get a bit more mobility in his goal threat's been good so we're trying to find ways of getting them both in the team and today on a small surface in a game where they're fairly direct and, and you're not necessarily going to be played through and outplayed in midfield you don't necessarily need the extra number so um, they, they were all the reasons for doing it um, it didn't really work for us in the first half um, and in the second half when we had a bit more of the ball and, and took the took the ball on a little bit more we had one or two situations that we, we, we needed to do better with 85, 86 minutes, as you mentioned earlier, to get back into the game. And obviously, you've explained the decisions behind changing to the 4 4 2. But you know, how concerning is it that the lack of chance creation at the moment? I mean, those substitutes came on near the end. What, what, what's, what's going to take to just turn it around a little bit, Mark? Right now, I don't know. You have to think about those things. But um, work hard, find confidence in uh, difficult moments, which we have, because we had a brilliant start in the first sort of month of the season. And even though we had. Um, a little run where we only had one win you know we, 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 we lost against some teams but played quite well against some top teams in a, in a difficult spell we had a couple of good points we had a chance to win the game against Port Vale so it can sound worse than it is yet that you can't you can't say that the last three games was a good enough level for us. So the, pre the period before that, whilst we didn't win, we, we won only one game in that period. I thought some of our performances were quite good and there was just one or two little bits that lend us a bit further away from where we needed to be. Then when you look at Burton and Shrewsbury and today, I think firstly, they're three games that everybody expects you to take more points from and you want to take more points from. Um, but at the same time, you, you know that you've got to play at a better level in order to get them. We haven't found that level often enough or scored in the moments where we could or we've surrendered good chances in our own bit. So there's, I think there's a whole host of things in there. Um, we started the season very well with a group of players really well tuned to go at it. Um, some of those have played a hell of a lot in the first month or six weeks of the season when they haven't played a lot for quite a while and that's taken its toll a bit and we're just trying to catch up with a few of the others that are coming back from injuries or missed pre-season so we're just a little bit disjointed in the in the physical part of the squad and in the squad itself and the confidence has definitely taken a knock from the, the last week but we're 13 games into a season that's a heck of a lot longer than this we know how quickly it can change one win can change the table quite quickly because it's very very open but it won't unless our performance levels improve in order to give us the best chance of doing it. So in a, in a short around, way around of saying it, um, we've got quite a lot to do, uh, but there is a lot of time to do it. Yeah, and that, that confidence, of course, you, you want them to switch straight back on, obviously, three days away from a, a big game against Portsmouth, who are unbeaten this season. Yeah, and a bit like Cheltenham, right? They've had 11 days to try and prepare under a new manager. You know that's going to get something out of them. And actually, they had a brilliant result just before that with a draw against Derby. We know how good a point that is. So, um, you know, when they were unbeaten, when they haven't won a game, they were always getting closer to winning one. And Portsmouth are always getting closer to losing one. So at some point, they're going to. So we hope that we can be the team that ends that. Sometimes the quick games are going to be good 
good for us just to turn around being really fast not too much time to think or feel sorry for yourself just get on with it I've got to find some solutions quickly in the end it's my job I take the responsibility for it not being good or it being good I always give everybody else the credit for but um, so yeah in, in the end like I've got to try and find a solution with the staff to find the right way to prepare the team the players have got to step up and deliver performances more in line with what they're capable of doing or what we all say and think they're capable of doing it's, a, it's no good just saying it and thinking it you've got to actually do it yeah, indeed, you've got to actually do it. So hopefully uh, Portsmouth will go well. As I say, will we get three points? Will we get a point? In a way, I'd much rather just make sure we get a good performance. That's what's going to see us. That's what's going to see confidence improve. So hopefully uh, that will be the case. We'll take a quick break and we'll talk about... Uh, let's talk about City next. Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the Terraces, on Cambridge 105 Radio. So I've just been reminded for the second week in a row I've missed out on the win. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do, we'll do Cambridge City. Uh, we'll, we'll just cover the result because uh, Robbie, unfortunately, hasn't got back to me with a, with a, a yes, I can call him and I, I'm not going to just try on the off chance. Um, so there's very little to talk about in the men's. They played uh, Warsaw Wood. Uh, this week, uh, this weekend, uh, a team that w- they're, they're fresh up, so nobody had really come across them. They, they'd had a chance to look uh, at them, but uh, um, it was a three-nil defeat in the end. Um, uh, from from the feedback I got from uh, fans that were there, that it, it was a deserved defeat. It wasn't a, a lucky win from them. Um, don't get many three-nil lucky wins, I don't suppose. Uh, Leeds City uh, in fifteenth place um, and. And uh, next week, um, let me just go to the. Uh, do you know who they've got next week? Because I can't. Town. Oh, Coles they've got Colesville Town. Oh dear. <laughs> so there you go. Colesville Town are almost certainly further up. But where are they in the they're league? Then they're just going to say they they should be mid table at least. So yeah. So so it, it, it's not. I mean, you know. It's it's still a long way off that relegation zone, uh, six points away from it at the moment. So n- no immediate issues there. Uh, but Robbie will want to get back into uh, winning ways. So let's talk about the women's football now before we go on to Histon. Uh, it was the City United derby uh, last week um, at uh, Haverhill, which is where City are playing currently. Um, I spoke to both managers. Let's listen first of all to what uh, Paul Burling, the uh, manager, the temporary manager at. Uh, City had to say about the game. Paul, uh, we end the uh, derby on uh, a draw. I think you must be pleased with that result, really. Yeah, definitely. The, the girls' work rate today was unbelievable. Um, they never stopped from minute one to minute 95, and um, I couldn't have been more delighted with our performance. I think we shaded the game, but I think both teams will be happy to take a point. Yeah, I think I, I was just saying to you before. It, it, looking at looking at that game, it, it's hard to understand how you are where you are in terms of league position. There was some really good attacking, moving the ball around and getting in behind the defence, and it took some good saves from the uh, United keeper to keep you out. Yeah, look, I think we try to play football in the right areas at the right time, but it's it's a confidence thing for us at the moment. And when you lose and you lose and you lose, and there's errors and errors and errors, it, it kills the confidence eventually. Um, today we've come off at half time, and and the girls have said, "The United ain't that good." And I said, "No, they're not. They're no better than us, and there's nobody in this league better than us. We just have to believe in ourselves a bit more." And today we showed a bit more belief. 
and defensively a very mature performance played a very high back line and that uh, really closed the middle up for United couldn't pass through and also didn't get caught uh, with the uh, overhead balls No, and we, we kind of figured their game plan would be to set it back into the middle and play it out wide that's where they had pace um, so we tried to nullify that by um, the keeper sweeping a little bit and, and shutting, shutting the avenues off for them to play through so I think the team followed instruction pretty much to the, to the end and uh, we're unlucky not to have come away with, with all three points I thought we had the better of the attacking forays by the last five minutes which got a bit held, held to skelter shall we say yeah and I think both keepers probably uh, potentially saved the game at different times uh, good good saves from both of them uh, one on a free kick down at the far end um, uh, particularly uh, you, you could have taken the lead there yeah I, I think uh, Eva's got a great left foot and um, that's sort of her area that's her range and keepers made a good save to be fair it was going in the top corner from where I stood so yeah keepers got to be pleased with their performances both kept clean sheets Def- both defences must be delighted I think it's just just getting one over the line for us and, and we won't we won't be far away and you refer to the uh, last five minutes a uh, fairly frantic last five minutes last ten minutes really uh, an, an odd decision or at least we all thought an odd decision uh, two red cards given a uh, conference between referee and linesman gives a penalty uh, probably would have been a travesty had it gone in uh, but it didn't it went wide I don't think there's anyone in the ground apart from the referee who thought that was a penalty. Quite frankly, it was shocking. United's bench were laughing, couldn't see how they give it. The yellows of the yellow players kicked out at our player, and our player has come off and said, yep, I responded, but she kicked me first. So how it can be a penalty, look, it, we'll, we'll have a look back on the video. That's what they're there for, and we'll analyse our performance. But sometimes referees' performances need to be analysed, and that could really and should have cost us the game. And you've got a cup game uh, next week, Peterborough United. Uh, that's going to be an interesting game for you as well. Yeah, another local derby will be a great game. Hopefully we get a good crowd down and um, it'll, it'll be a, a good day out for the club. It's an important game. I think the last two games we've turned a little corner and if we can sneak a win next week, it'll be even better. So really looking forward to it. Yeah, and I think, I think it is. I, I said in the interview, I don't, I'm not quite sure how City are where they are. They certainly don't look like a, C, a, a team that should have uh, lost virtually everything they've played, and, and some of them in you know quite a horrendous fashion. Um, but uh, you know, hopefully they have turned the corner. It'll be great. I, I, I was just talking. I'm going down to one of the games. Both of them are at home. So City at home to Peterborough at Haverhill, and uh, United at home to AFC Sudbury at St Neots. Uh, both get there in time for the second half because it's a two o'clock kickoff. Um, It'd be nice to go and see a Cambridge team beat Peterborough United, um, but uh, I think I'm going to favour the City Sudbury game, uh, the United Sudbury game actually, because it's an easier drive for, to St Neots than it is elsewhere. Um, I spoke to uh, Darren after the uh, uh, derby as well. Um, this is what he had to say after uh, after that game. Uh, I thought it was a really poor quality game, if I'm honest. It was good probably for people who wanted a bit of excitement in that sense, but I thought the quality was really poor. Combination of a few things, I think. I think we just got a little bit nervy and a bit panicky as the game went on, which then translates into your sort of you, you, the things you try to do. You force stuff rather than just relax and play what you would have done normally and what's in front of you. I, th- I thought in the first half we was a yard or two off the press, so we allowed them to have the ball a bit too easily at times. And then we just strayed offside a few times. And we just lacked a little bit of composure, just hold our run a little bit more and and find the space in behind but um, look you know it's a, it's a point at the end of a fairly good week poor quality game but um, you know another clean sheet and another point so there we go 
chances for both sides. They were playing a very high back line for large parts of the game and it worked well for them in that it compressed you in the middle and you couldn't quite get the ball over the top with the accuracy you needed. Yeah, and, and also like when we did find try to find passes through the middle, obviously the, the lack of space meant that it was difficult to, to find balls in. So if you look at Zoe three or four times later in the game, we found her in a, in a little pocket, but you know there's people around her all the time and she was getting smothered down onto the line. So yeah, it was it was tough with the with the lack of space, but we did speak a half time about the success was probably going to come from balls in behind. So we'd identified what we needed to do. I just thought again the quality of what we did wasn't good enough. It was either too hard and went through out of play or through to the keeper, too straight, or it just didn't beat their line, which you know we've, we've got to be better with the quality of what we do if we're going to do that. When you played on the ground, I thought the uh, the balls went through really through through really nicely, and it, it was just that that final third. Sometimes you just lacked a little bit of quality. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, we we, we did exactly that, and um, I think again that comes from like a lack of composure. You get into the final third, and it's almost you snatch at things, or you you know you fire across across goal when there's nobody there that's going to be able to put it in. And yeah, I, th- I think you know we'll go away. We'll we'll, we'll ultimately go away and analyse the things that we've done and what we can do better. But as I said to the girls, we we, we said this when we beat Ashford. Um, last Sunday you know, it was a really good performance a really good result to win 4-3 away at Ashford who were unbeaten up to that point I said to them after the game you know football is one where you can never think you crack the code it's always got something that will turn around and come and bite you a little bit and um, you know don't get too high with the highs don't get too low with the lows it's a process it's one where we go away we'll analyse what we do better but um, you know seven points at the end of three games in eight days all three away it's not a bad return and nearly a very interesting end to the game not quite sure what went on but two red cards and then after a, a, a discussion with the linesman uh, a penalty was given went over might have just been a travesty had it gone in maybe but I'll take it <laughs> um, yeah referee says that both of them have, um, have, have struck out or kicked out but um, I, I can't tell from where I was if I'm completely honest with you. Fran's come off with a cut on her chin so she's definitely been struck you know and it'll be interesting because ultimately if the penalty has been given I'd like to know what it is that the linesman seeing just to, just to clarify what, what the, her angle and her view of it was because obviously the referee's then given a penalty on review so um, yeah it'll just be interesting to see what they make of it but yeah I think you know like I said it was a low quality game it probably would have been rough if we'd have gone and won the game if I'm completely honest but yeah you take those if they come your way and on to uh, cup game next week Sudbury yeah, Sudbury FA Cup, so we've got you know, a bit of rest time now, so it's really good. We'll just lighten things up a little bit on Tuesday, just give ourselves a little bit of time to recover. We've got a few people with niggles and knocks, and people are a bit achy after a full week of football. Um, so yeah, it'll all be about recovery now, and then hopefully we can, um, we can get back on track again in Sudbury. So uh, two games starting uh, in nine minutes. I say uh, United at home to Sudbury St. Near. It's two o'clock kickoff, and City at home to Peterborough United out in Haverhill. Uh, again, two o'clock kickoff. Um, we'll finish this week um, with uh, Histon. Uh, Chris Nunn's second, well, first week, end of his first week in charge, second game in charge, but he managed to obviously get uh, training sessions under his belt uh, and as you'll hear in the interview, he brought players in, he brought uh, coaching staff in, so much more feet under the table than he was uh, when he arrived 15 minutes before the ge- before the game, like, well, not quite 15 minutes, I think it was a whole day, but two of his players only, only arrived on the morning of the game so uh, that was interesting but this is what he had to say when I spoke to him this morning so Chris second game for end of the first week in charge uh, just got your feet under the table a tiny a tiny bit had a, a training session with the team as I understand it so that must feel a little bit better as you approached yesterday's game yeah definitely we, we, you know when you can just work on the smallest of things from throw-ins to corners to uh, just a little bit of shape work um, it makes all the difference so 
yeah, it was, it was a big week for us, and uh, but we're still a long way from where we want to be, obviously. And you brought in a couple of players before last week's uh, games, literally at the last minute, Jake Kerrins and Jim Burnside, who you obviously know from your days uh, at Rushton and Diamonds. Uh, and you added to that with uh, a player that uh, Histon fans are familiar with, ex-scholar uh, Joe Sutton. And you also finalised coaching staff, so you, you've kind of started to get those people around you and the players you want in there. You look forward to a game against, I think they were second uh, with a game in hand uh, over yeah. the top team, a, a difficult game at March Town. Yeah, I, I mean, when you, when you play a team who are as high up, obviously, as they are knowing they're challenging for it, it, I need to have people around me that I can trust and I've worked with in the past, players and off the pitch. And it makes such a massive difference um, when you've got the people around you who've got the same ideas and philosophy of what you're looking for. Matt, Geordie, with Mickey and Kyle, you know, they're a massive help to me, so... You know, it's, it's good to have them people around. So we went into the game yesterday actually reasonably confident we'd get something out of the game, which is bizarre because I knew that we'd be very different outfits to what we were last week and, and so it proved. So, yeah, absolutely delighted. And, and, and that confidence well-placed, really. You were 2-0 uh, two nil up at half-time. Uh, you must have come in kind of, you know, not necessarily wondering what had happened, but obviously really pleased with the way the team had responded. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, each and every single player um, took on board exactly what we wanted and they followed it, you know, to the rule. The, the mistake, obviously, <laughs> that killed us was the red card. About 10 minutes into the second half, it made life very difficult for us, obviously. So, you know, they're top for a reason, you know. So so we knew that they were going to throw everything at us and they did. And, uh, you know, when it goes to it's a 2-2 with 20 minutes left, they've got an extra man. They're throwing everything at us. We actually then changed our thought process. You know, and put another forward on, and we then decided ourselves to try and have a go. And I thought we could have had a penalty, and Ed has put a header just wide. So we could have still won the game, even though it went 2 2. I think Danny, Danny Gore got through as well, the keeper saved it. Um, and, and obviously, they created chances at the end, but I, I felt we went toe to toe with them yesterday, and I think it would have been a massive injustice if, if we didn't get anything out of the game. And it was interesting, I was talking to someone who went to the game, and they were saying one of the biggest things they'd seen is in the past, if they'd gone back to two all after being ahead and dominating uh, dominating the game then heads would have gone down and that would have been a three or four or five goal defeat uh, at the end of the day and and it, the, the the praise was that the players really hung on and, and, and as you say fought back at the end to try and win that game yeah and that's the mentality we've got to have you know it's um, obviously history would like to get out of this league but the, the worrying thing is we're nearly going the wrong way so, first of all, we've got to try and instill a bit more belief into the boys. Get them to realise, you know, Houston's a big club. You know, it's a good club. Um, it's got a lot going for it. And we want to make sure that the boys out there represent the club in the way that, that we want them to. You know, how they should be representing the club. And that is going to be, you know, when your backs are up against the wall, you know, if it's not going to be our day today, then we don't make it theirs. And that's what we did yesterday. And you move forward uh, next week, uh, Leicester Nirvana, who uh, are kind of in the same position as you, struggling down uh, their very bottom of the league. Y- you never want to read too much into that, uh, but you're an improving side. I- it's important to, that you, you get those points from these games as you're trying to, to move up that table. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, the thing I think you don't want to do is March may have taken it, they thought off the gas slightly yesterday before yesterday's game, looking at us. You know, second from bottom, this could be a little bit easy for us, you know. So there's no easy game in football and next week is going to be a tough game because they're going to be looking at themselves thinking, 
this is our chance, you know, to beat Histon. You know, it's a big game for them as it is for us. So, you know, I, I'm looking at it a bit longer term. We obviously, next week is a big game in that process, but that next week is not going to define our season. You know, what's going to define our season is the next 30 games that we've got. So for me, we've got to make sure what we did yesterday, we learn from it, try and improve and, and take that into next week. And you've had the uh, squad strengthened also by people coming back from suspension and from injuries. Yeah, yeah, having players back, that always helps. You know, Bubba was excellent yesterday. Um, it's good to have him back. Just all round, it was, it, it was just, there was a good feeling in the dressing room before the game. And sometimes as a manager, you can feel the boys are on it. And yesterday was one of them days where we just sensed the boys were were on it and they they were ready to have a real good go and they did so I'm really proud of them and in terms of uh, uh, playing playing stuff are you, are you looking to recruit any more players or, or is that it for the moment no, I'll be honest with you I think at non-league football you've always got your eye open to see who's available because you always want to try if you pull someone in to improve you you will but at the same time you know, I've got some sort of continuity we've brought in some lads already um, I feel there's a good basis to work with I think well, to come, I do think it's in a probably a bit of a false position. I think they should be a bit higher than where they are. You know? And sometimes it's a bit of bad luck stops that from happening. Um, I know all about that. So what we've got to do is, you know, just keep an eye open. But in principle, there comes a time where you've got to try and manage and coach what you've got. And, and that's going to be our aim over the next couple of weeks. We were just saying it sounds like he's jogging on, on that, and I'm not sure. It was funny because uh, I, I, we we had to stop the uh, interview after about half a minute because uh, uh, there seemed to be a dog fight going on in the background. So I wonder whether he was out in the park somewhere, walking or jogging, uh, while there was lots going on because he wasn't at home because he uh, he can't, he couldn't do a Zoom call because he wasn't somewhere where he had a, a laptop. Um, so there, I think I, I mean it's going to be really interesting following Histon over the next few weeks. Um, uh, that's a good result for them albeit they should have won the game um, but as I said in that you know they they, they lost a 2-0 lead and in previous weeks months that would have been 3-2 4-2 5-2 game they'd lose it by because the uh, heads go down and they just weren't ready to do anything about it so a big improvement and hopefully that will continue um, and uh, Histon will start to uh, move in the right direction um, that's uh, pretty much all we've got time for this week as I say I'm off to uh, probably the United Sudbury game at uh, St Neots. Thanks very much to everyone in the studio. Thanks very much to uh, those managers we managed to talk to. I will be getting in touch with Robbie and finding out why he isn't talking to me. Uh, so uh, for City fans, we will get him back, uh, I'm sure, uh, fairly soon. But uh, thanks very much for joining us. We'll uh, talk to you again next week. Cheers. Cambridge 105 Radio Cambridge Water are asking us all to can for the cam. Ditch the hose and switch to a watering can. And while we're doing our bit, Cambridge Water will be doing theirs, finding and fixing leaks. In need of legal advice you can trust, Woodfine Solicitors offers a range of expert and award-winning legal services, whatever your problem. Perhaps you've been a victim of crime, or maybe you or a loved one have been involved in the criminal justice system. Woodfines can help ensure that you get the right representation. Our defence team are available 24-7, and we're upfront and transparent about about our costs. Find out more at woodfinds.co.uk and arrange a no-obligation chat. Woodfinds. Cutting through the red tape. This is Cambridge 105 Radio. Last year we gathered on a King's Parade for first time. It was not a lot of us, but now it's more than 1,000 Ukrainians arrived to Cambridge. 
it stops those carbon emissions, which none of us want, for very little visual impact. It's such a good opportunity for anybody, whether you want to get into broadcasting full-time or not. And it's always nice when you see community radio being supported. 